talking about I that. I would prefer will... having 100k subscribers, like even 50 to 100k paid subscribers instead of like having 17 million followers on social, you know? This is the Create Your Smarts podcast, the number one podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following to build a smart and future-proof education business. I'm your host, Jan. Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan and you're listening to episode 157 of the Creator Sports podcast. And today we're talking to another publisher. You remember that interview that we uh, did with Steve, the, uh, the founder and CEO of Underknown? Um, in the interview he said that he didn't really identify as a publisher, uh, sorry, as a creator because you know, he's creating, he's building multiple shows on multiple channels, on multiple platforms in multiple languages so it's not just you know one person creating content for one channel but um it's more like a well a publisher or a media a media company right and you know i had that conversation with steve uh, it was like last month or something in london and i said do you know any anybody else is doing something like this who's building a media empire on all these social platforms because i think there's many lessons that we as uh, smaller creators can learn from that and then he introduced me to hussein kilic He's the um, the founder and CEO of uh, Interesting Engineering. And yeah, I'm going to interview on this uh, podcast episode today. So what I find aspiring about his story is he basically went from from nothing. Like 12 years ago, he started this blog from his father's internet cafe. And um, all of a sudden, he started blogging about well, engineering. Actually, he was not even blogging himself. He was just copying <laughs> other people's articles. And uh, he put it on a blog. You know, he wanted to use them as um, as note for himself. And then all of a sudden, that caught traction. And he started, you know, creating his own blog. Um, he hires writers who started creating content for his blog. He started promoting that on Facebook. And things blew up very, very quickly. And now he has a team of about 40 employees in um, in Istanbul, in Turkey, where he's based. And then they also have an office in San Francisco where a few people work. Same thing in the UK. So again, this huge media empire, about 17 million followers across all the social media platforms. And we're going to talk about, we're going to hear his, uh, his story on how he built that, how he built his empire. And I think it's going to be really inspiring because it really shows that you can start a content business, a creator business from anywhere in the world. Um, although he has to admit that he, you know, he thinks that he could have grown faster if he started out in the US, for example. And that's also a reason for which he, um, they basically opened the headquarters in the US. Um, why? Well, that's what, that's one of the topics that we're going to talk about. Um, we're also going to talk about how, um, what he is doing to rely less on the algorithms of, um, of the platforms where he create contents because you know if you get a lot of if a big chunk of your revenue comes from from adsense or from ads you know those algorithms are scary right one month you do you perform really well and then the other month views are down and you make less much money which is not a good thing especially if you have a team that you need to that you need to pay right so lots of lots of lessons here lots of things that we can learn as smaller creators as well in case you are you're not a publisher. You're probably not. Um, yeah, without any further ado, let's get started. Here's my interview with Hussein. Boom. Hey, good morning, Hussein. Welcome to the Creator Smarts podcast. Tell us about, about yourself and what you do. Uh, thanks so much for having me here. I'm the founder and CEO of Interesting Engineering, a digital media publisher in tech and science vertical. Uh, we are a US publisher with offices in the United States and in Istanbul, Turkey. And um, yeah, we, we do uh, science and engineering and tech publication and create content every day. Uh, it's kind of like visual and uh, on our website we have an, uh, we share articles and we have a newsletter which is going around 120k people every day so we we have that operation as well yeah yeah 
So you have this huge empire, right? Tell us a bit what it looks like. Because you, you guys are huge on Facebook. Uh, like last time I talked to you, it was like 12 million followers there. Yeah. LinkedIn, I think almost 2,000 followers. Um, you're quite big on Instagram, a few million there. You have this newsletter. Um, you have a big team. Tell us a bit, a bit about the team. Yeah, we actually we have three different products. Um, we can place I into uh, into three three um, industry. I can say yeah. um, under the publishing industry. So one is one of them is creators, our creator side. So we have a very big social base, social media follower base, um, around 17 million followers globally on different yeah. channels. And our biggest channels is our channel is our Facebook page. It has more than 12 million followers, and it's growing. And we have different small, different, uh, some uh, other Facebook pages, but this is the biggest one. Yeah. Um, and we have LinkedIn. Interestingly, we have around 2 million followers on LinkedIn and reaching around 30 million video views every month. And uh, we have Instagram. We have to be everywhere actually, but our focus is mainly. Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And uh, nowadays, we are trying to go on other platforms as well, like TikTok and Snapchat. Yeah. Um, on the other side, we have a website, which is our main business. We have we are kind of, we are publisher. So next to the, our creator side, we have we are, we are publisher. We publish daily news content, news articles and um, reaching around 13 million page views every month. Yesterday we... Th we, we 30? 13, one, three million. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yesterday we just passed one million, one million page views in a single day. Uh, it's kind of a record for us. Um, and we have also, a web, uh, we also have a, a newsletter. It's called The Blueprint. You know, there's a boom in newsletter market and yeah, we had a normal newsletter with RSS feed, but we redesigned it. We cleaned um, the data, the subscribers, and uh, it has around 120k uh, and yeah. uh, subscribers. And also, um, we are gaining around 6k per month. But there is no much marketing effort currently. Yeah. But yeah. uh, hopefully we will be um, reaching, like, increasing the number by 15K, 20K each month. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we will talk a bit more about monetization later in the interview, but just to give the listener an idea of what you guys do. So basically you guys are all around social media, right? And if you are an engineer, but, you know, even if you're not an engineer, I think these are typically... Like like one two minute videos where you show like yeah so a new invention or like a something interesting that's going on in, in the industry most of the time I think it's like a new invention and you just gave well the people an update look here at this cool engineering and if you are an engineer well then you basically need to be subscribed because you, well you can't miss out it's it's a great way to. Uh, well, to, to to be updated and know what's going on in the market, I guess. But definitely, yeah. Like our, uh, we are trying to show uh, the, um, the development in engineering and science world to our audience. Um, we have a big, of course, number of engineers following us, but uh, it's not just for engineers. So mm -hmm. we, we are a place for lovers of tech and science, basically. Yeah. Um, when I created this page, like this company, it was a blog actually at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I chose the name Interesting Engineering because I was an engineer and, and a graduate of electrical engineering. So mm -hmm. that's the name is coming from there. So, but but it doesn't mean that we have technical engineering things. We do videos <clears throat> three to six minutes uh, every day. Uh, we show developments in um, engineering world. We show things happening in space, in health technologies, um, agriculture, whatever you can imagine <clears throat> happening in the world, in the innovation world. We are covering that yeah. in visual yeah. format in our on our social media page and in article format on mm -hmm. our web page every day. 
Yeah. Yeah, those videos are great. And, you know, you've chosen four formats. Um, Excellent. You know, that, videos. that can the videos operate. are a little bit, sorry for interrupting. So the videos are generally, like, technical, of course. Like, when you talk about quantum mechanics, you are trying to make it as simple as possible. But sometimes it, it doesn't work. Like, it, it, I, even as an, as an engineer, I cannot understand sometimes you know like but we mm -hmm. try our best we put animations we explain in a simple way so normal person like who is not an engineer but who is a nurse or anything like a content um, they can also like watch and learn so, so we we just aim to reach tech art people who tech, who love tech and science engineering not like specifically engineers Cool. So you have this huge empire, right? Social media empire. You have the website, 30 million views per month, uh, a big gr a newsletter, which is growing. You have a team of, I think, around 40 employees in Turkey, right? Which is yeah. where you are from. Where we have based. around 40 people in Turkey. It's growing here, actually. And uh, it's kind of like our headquarters. We started here, um, yeah. but it's a branch of our U.S. company. Um, mm -hmm. We have uh, around 10 full-time around the world, like in UK and United States mostly. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also have like a lot of freelancers who are contributing mm -hmm. us for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this sounds very impressive. But I think what's important to know for the listeners is that this actually started out, this project, as a very humble block back in the day, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about 12 years ago, if I remember correctly from that conversation that we had uh, in Istanbul. So <clears throat> take us back all the way to the beginning and then give us an idea of how you got where you are today. Okay, <clears throat> so um, I'm an electrical engineer. I was studying electrical engineering in my hometown. It's a city next to the Syrian border in southeastern Turkey called, it, it, the name is Gaziantep. So I was studying engineering at the University of Gaziantep back in 2010. And I was very interested in technology, computers, like others, my generation. But specifically, I was interested in website, website design. Interestingly, I don't know, like it, but it's kind of my passion. And I always wanted to have a website at that time. And I tried to learn coding and um, develop my skills to build a website, but it didn't work. And by the way, I was doing all these things like I didn't have a computer in my father's internet coffee. So my hmm. father's father was operating an internet coffee and I was helping him in my free time. So he was calling me, I'm going somewhere, some like uh, a ceremony, wedding or something. And he was yeah. calling me that come and I will go. Then I was just leaving the course, the, the lesson and I was going to internet coffee. And generally, I was playing the playing FIFA with people, but <laughs> after some time, it's, it it became like very boring, you know. Like, and I I found uh, found uh, that Blogspot, uh, you know, Blogspot like kind of WordPress. You just have a mm -hmm. username, password, and that's enough. Um, so I built a an a a I created a username. Pass and um, I created interesting engineering blogspot.com. So it was very simple. And the thing is that I didn't know any English. Like my English was very, very bad. So I couldn't create content. But what I did is I copied like 30, 40 articles around the web and put all of them to the website. But the thing is that I had no idea what's traffic what will this website turn into or it will become something yeah. or not i didn't have any goal like it was just passion i didn't i wanted to have something um with a website link uh, so do we understand it correctly that you you just copied like existing articles from other websites right. and you put it on your own blog the, yeah a few articles like 30 40 articles i like like yeah, I didn't have intention to copy or like do cop like plagiarism or such things. I didn't yeah. know what those terms are, you know. Yeah. It was just what I liked, and I copied and passed it because 
I was using the blog as a notebook, like putting mm, things I, I like, see. you know. I didn't have yeah. intention to take traffic, share with people because I don't know what's that actually, like what's traffic, how it's working. But yeah. interestingly, like I had some exams and I left internet coffee like for around two months and I didn't have a computer at my home. But after like this two months, when I came back to internet coffee, I just opened the blog, the blogspot dashboard. And there was like 1000 people visiting the site every day and every day already. Every day, yeah. But be. I noticed that these people are coming to an article um, articles main image, not article exactly. And Google, it would. I don't know if you remember when you remember when you search a, search an image on Google, it just pop up and show the website link under the image, but you don't go to the website. So it does yeah. means you can't generate any income when this happens. So yeah. I noticed that the traffic is coming to an image about the tallest buildings in the world, in the world. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that the traffic is actually not coming to the website. It's opening on Google Images. Yeah. So what I did yeah. is I researched, found a code, and used that code. And people who opened that image was suddenly um, re redirected to web page. So when they clicked, when they go to Google, they search for tallest building in the world, they get an image. And when they clicked on it, it will automatically redirect to your website. Yes. I made you it. You wrote a piece of code that, that could do that? Yeah. I just I just found online on a forum, I copied yeah. and that worked and that was the beginning of my journey officially because I learned a lot, I researched a lot, I didn't know anything, any single word even about this kind of things and yeah. learned a lot and I was a successful student at university but in time I became like my, my notes, my, um, my success was not very good. But mm -hmm. I made interesting engineering, so I focused building a blog, getting traffic. I applied for Google AdSense to get revenue. Yeah. Uh, they didn't give me like the Google AdSense approval for six months, I remember. But I didn't, I didn't give up. It's, as I said, it's, the idea isn't created, like I didn't create this idea to earn money or to build something. It's mm -hmm. my passion, I'm just following it. Yeah. And after six months, I have been approved by Google. I put ads and I started to earn money. Like, it's crazy. It was crazy. I was telling my father, my friends, they, they didn't believe me. Like, how? How much was it? I was earning $2 per day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a start, $60 per month. Yeah. Yeah, it was good money. Like, and Google had a threshold, threshold limit, like $100. So when I get my, when I took my first um, hundred dollars, it was an amazing moment. Like I thought I did something, and then I, after earning some money, like learning the business, I created. At the same time, by the way, I created a Facebook page. Actually, that Facebook page is the uh, accelerator of this mm. business that page yeah. helped us a lot we were growing 30 30,000 per day on Facebook <laughs> at that time and I was driving traffic from Facebook page to the blog and the traffic became from 1,000 it became 5,000 10,000 50,000 100,000 per day yeah, yeah it, it became 100,000 around 2014 and you know, like I was a, like a YouTube star at university. I was, I was like really very bad in financials when I started university. Like I didn't have even um, money to get a bus, you know. Like, but at the end of the university, I was the maybe the one of the richest guy in the university, and I was like a YouTube star. <laughs> Everybody was talking about me, like how guys building this page, earning money. I, I, like I taught the Mark Zuckerberg of, of your local university. <laughs> I, I, I just helped my friends to build page. They earned some money as well. But um, it's kind of like after having some experience, seeing some future with the business, I learned, learned, learned. But the thing is that I have graduated. Uh, I graduated in 2013 June and I was earning good money, like 10 times wage salary of Turkey. It was good. 
I asked my father to to close the intern coffee because it wasn't earning it was earning nothing, you know. And I <laughs> I start working at home. <laughs> at the same time, actually, I, I was I was working at home and I was looking for a job because I'm an engineer. I studied engineering four years, five years. Why I'm doing this interesting engineering thing? It's something there, but I don't know what will be the future with it because I don't yeah. have any expertise. There is no industry in my hometown about this kind of things. The best the best place in Turkey for such things is Istanbul. Yeah. So after like graduation, I looked for a job. I couldn't have a job because like you are going applying for a job, they give you wage salary. And you okay. work... 10 times less than what yes. you were making with a website. Yes, why I should work, you know? Like, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't motiva- motivated. It, it didn't motivate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this was imagine. so interesting. So, like, then I, I, go to, I went to military. So, in Turkey, you have a um, six-month compulsory military service. You need to complete it. And companies do not invest in you. They don't hire you if you have this because you have to complete it. Yeah. And it it was kind of a it was something I need to do before applying a job. And I went to military while I was managing IE. So I had a Nigerian friend. His name is Shetima. He was my friend from university, and I taught everything to him. I asked him to um, to to uh, manage things till I come. But when I went to military, you know, like there is no internet. Like I, it was a crazy moment for me. Like I woke up at morning, there is no phone, there is no internet. I, I was checking Google Analytics every single day. No, there is no, there is there is nothing. It was crazy, and I was using these old phones, you know, like with cards or coins. I was calling yeah, Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. From Nigeria, the guy, your your guy, your, your colleague, your friend was in Nigeria. Yeah, in Nigeria. Yeah, so he was in Nigeria. So I was calling Nigeria every day, like <laughs> crazy from phone. I, I managed the, the company from the phone, like for six months, like three four months actually <laughs> from then, a paid phone. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And then I I went to UK. I worked with a Turkish firm in the Jaguar Jaguar Land Rover as an as an automation engineer. But when I was in UK, the numbers skyrocketed. Like, I was earning 50 times more money than wage. What, what was the wage salary? Like 800 euros or something? Um, I think it was around, uh, not 800, but 400 in Turkey. 400, okay. Yeah. It was a huge you were, you were earning 50 times more than that. Yeah. Like, it, it <laughs> was something I have never seen in my life. You know, like, I can't still, I couldn't believe, like, how this happens? Let, let me see if I'm getting this right. Right, just just summing up here. So at the time, the business was basically the Facebook page where every day you would upload, or well, your Nigerian friend yeah. would upload a piece of content. What, were these videos as well, or how did that page grow so quickly? So we had Google AdSense on the page, and the Facebook page was directing redirecting traffic from the Facebook page to the blog. So we were running from advertising. But at the same time, we were doing some videos. We had videos that time, and I had a video editor in Dominican Republic, freelancer. I had a few writers, freelancer writers from Brazil. I found them online. All right. And there was no company, yeah. by the way. Like everything was under my father's PayPal. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was using his bank account, like his credit card. <laughs> and, and um, wait, well, no, I forgot my question. Um, well, so, so you had these these uh, these publishers, right, or these uh, content writers working for you? Were they publishing content on the website or on the Facebook page? On website, but we were sharing on the, website, the link okay. with a description of ah, okay, so okay. Facebook okay. page was a traffic source for us, basically. Yeah, I see. So you were just sharing the existing articles. On your Facebook page, that was it? Yes. But sometimes we were sharing videos, we were getting Kickstarter campaigns, in the Indiegogo campaigns, we were making videos and sharing them. So that was the main accelerator for the growth of the page. Yeah. So 
at that time, was the some, was there anybody else doing something like this, either in your industry or in there other industries? Was there, an- there, there were a lot of pages, like small pages with a single founder. We were resharing each other content, but nobody left. Nobody left. They all killed the page because I don't know if maybe they didn't have the vision to grow because. Mm. So, for example, the other big blogs like Business Insider, Futurism, Inverse, they became like they came on Facebook after us. Like they created Tech Insider after months, like after years, because we were the one of the first um, who were sharing this kind of short videos on Facebook. And yeah. my vision actually turned this page. This is like kind of like Instagram. Currently, people are creating Instagram page, TikTok page, like they are posting whatever they find online about technology science. It was something like that. But mm. we managed to turn it into something more like professional and made it a company. That was the right yeah. thing we did, in my opinion. Um, yeah. yeah, so when I was in UK, like the traffic increased, I went back to my hometown to create a company first time. Uh, I created a company. I hired two full-time employees from Istanbul. I was working at home, and I worked like two years at my home in my hometown, and built a website, earned like some more money, uh, created different pages, and after 2018 August, I said that I need to go Istanbul, the biggest city of Turkey. I couldn't go to Europe or United States, but Istanbul mm. was the best choice for me. So I moved here. First time I left my family and I started to leave myself and um, at my 28 eight years old. And yeah. um, I, I came to Istanbul, but the hard thing started here because I have never managed a company, managed, I have never managed a team. Mm-hmm. So when you are a startup owner, it was a startup, like, Still, we are sometimes calling IE as a startup, but when you are a startup founder, you are just being CEO because you built something as a founder, but you don't yeah. have CEO skills. Yeah. You don't know how to manage people, how to overcome stress, like how to do financials, yeah. how to do investment. You don't know anything. Like I, I always say in this situation, like your traffic grows faster than your management skills, typically. Yes. Right, so the, the management skills need to, to catch up on. And I had a later. lot of problems. Like I hired people, wrong people. Those wrong people made wrong decisions. Like I fired first. I fired people. People resigned. I learned a lot of things in the after yes, in Istanbul. So, so maybe talk a bit about that because you know I can imagine that many listeners are in the same position now. All of a sudden, they have a business; they need to hire people. They don't have this management experience. Like, what were some of the mistakes that you made uh, that you wish you hadn't, or what were some of the so things? My, you my hiring process was so weak. So, for if if I create another company in my life again, first thing I would do is hiring HR, someone HR who understands people and who does this who did this business before and can build a team with you and yeah. i would look for some mentors like advisors mm. 100% like yeah for example i i gave i made over titling to people so i saw that people are smart and i gave big titles to them but they couldn't manage it or uh, I hired people with my instinct. Like I, yeah. I didn't prepare myself for interviews. Like I didn't mm. check the people profile. I just thought that if I built this, I can understand people. I can place yeah. people well. It was a big yeah. mistake for me. Like yeah. um, early early days, I spent all the money I earned. Like I didn't invest, and that was another mistake for me. I mean, you personally spent the money. Yeah. Also, I so I moved to Istanbul very late. Like, so I built this business in 2011. It became something in 2013. If I was in UK or in New York, for example, in the United States, things could be very different. But mm-hmm. I didn't have that vision at that time. So yeah. um, 
it was a little bit slow. Being slow is a problem. Hiring process are very important. Creating a culture is the another thing. Like it's another level. Still, we are struggling with that. Like hmm. because currently you are becoming a scale up from startup, so you are becoming more corporate. Yeah. So you have you need to create systems. You need to create a better management. Yeah. Um, before you were, I, I knew everybody in the company. No, I don't know some of them, like personally. Yeah. I just see their face, and before you were saying yes to everyone, but now you have to create a system. So you are learning management. So you are, you didn't born or you didn't like learn and uh, complete your career as a CEO. You just became a CEO because you are yeah. the founder. So in yeah. the future, I'm planning to leave the CEO. Like I don't want to be CEO because I don't know. Like it's kind of hard, and the media like you have a lot of parameters. Your business in is connected and depends on different platforms like Facebook, Google, and they are mm. changing your destiny in one night. And this is really hard. And people skills is very important. Like people management skills, I still need to learn, but. Yeah. I have that mindset that I have mistakes. I'm doing mistakes. I will learn. I will develop myself, and my company will will be better. Um, yeah, like trying to become better each day. Hmm. But 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 you, you know, I also I also read a lot. I didn't have any mentor, just an advisor kind of. Um, but I didn't have any like mentor or I didn't go any like conferences and such at that time I read a lot yeah. like every single industry news I know a lot of media founders like their um, key key uh, teammates I know everybody I follow them on Twitter LinkedIn they don't know me they don't know me maybe but I know most of them I know I read a lot I learned everything I know from these blogs like Digiday like like yeah. press gazette and such things like these are the ways I learned and I suggest people to follow the industry and of course not giving up it's the best thing it's the it's the top thing not giving up because there are a lot of things happening and you don't, yeah. you want to leave you want to leave but um, if you don't if you keep working uh, it's so, it, so is that your main strategy to become to become a better CEO, yeah, reading myself, a personal as a personal personal goal for me. Yeah, what do you think is a? Let me put it this way: Do you think that interesting engineering could have been bigger if you started the company in the U.S., for yes. example, or a place that has a better infrastructure, maybe more talent? And um, you recently also moved the headquarters to San Francisco. So, talk a bit about the differences of building a startup, building a company in in a place like the US versus Istanbul or Turkey. Yeah, so, so the resources you have is limited here. Like it was in my hometown actually. There was no startup funding. There was no, there, there, there weren't like many people who understand the, this, this job I do at that time. Yeah. No VCs, no startups. There just a few startups and kind of investors in Istanbul and not, no one else in the other regions of Turkey, but it's, it wasn't the same thing in New York or United States. And what we are doing is an English publication, English media business. And when you look for talent, you can't find. It's the, it was the biggest problem. So in United States, when you create a company and when you have team, you are hiring people for tourism, New York Times, Business Insider, Inverse, whatever. Like yeah. there is, because there are a lot of talents who did the same job. But in Turkey, there are journalists, very high quality people, but Turkish language, mm, Turkish journalism, not English. And English is a yeah. problem when you yeah. try to mm, create content for native people. So yeah. it was the talents and resources were the main problems and also like yeah. for example we we moved our company to united states in 2019 because of facebook mainly yeah because facebook video revenue was open to us publishers first 
and we were doing yeah. a lot of views. A lot of we were getting a lot of views on Facebook, but you couldn't generate income because of you. You are legally a Turkish company. They say yeah. that they didn't create the legal structure yet for Turkish companies. Yeah, and they created after two years. So everybody else who are creating video content like you, they are generating thousands of dollars, but you are just watching. Yeah, it's injustice in my opinion. So that's the thing why we move to company to there and things are developing faster, and talent is there. We have talent, but limited talent because of the industry. You know, for example, mm -hmm. in Turkey, when you hire someone, we first look for English. You don't care about technical skills. You don't care about behavioral skills. You just care Can about I speak English? English. If that person is okay with English, then you look for behavioral and technical skills. And generally, uh, it's limiting the applicants. Like yeah. 10 people there, just one people remained after English, for example. Yeah. And it's crazy <laughs> because some, and that person doesn't fit the culture. And after yeah. six months, that person resigns, or you send that person. Now, to solve this problem, for example, we are hiring um, directors outside of Turkey. Like we are hiring directors who have experience in publication, English science publication, um, video content, audience development. We are hiring those people in UK and United States. So getting the know-how to Turkey and training people here. Hmm. But this is the way... How we, yeah. So how important is it then to, to work with people who are based in Turkey? Can you not just hire people online or is it really important for you to have uh, people w in your office there? Yeah, so in Turkey, look, the, the, the main thing is that we built this company in Turkey. So we create our office, our everything is here. So... Mm -hmm. When we grow, generally we are creating the management here, like the management mm -hmm. for accounting, HR, general operations. Yeah. And yeah. there is a talent in Turkey for video. We are hiring video talent here. Um, but, you know, account financially, Turkey is like compared to US, it's cheaper. Yeah. I mean, that's something very important for us. Like, if we had yeah. the 50 people, 50 headcounts in the United States, we can't afford. We, yeah. we can't afford it. But building a team, like still paying good amount of income to people, money to people, and building a good team here is um, is better for us currently, in the, from mm -hmm. the business perspective. But it's yeah. always hard to find the right talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's maybe talk a bit about monetization then, right? Because I'm sure people are wondering, okay, he gets all these views on his website and maybe he makes some money with Google AdSense there. Do you sell any, well, maybe first question is, um, maybe we can talk about monetization through content creation, right? And all the social media platform and the website. And then I'm also wondering if you're selling or maybe planning to sell any products or subscriptions. Well, yeah, let's start with the, with the first one. So subscription and um, we don't have any subscription yet. By the mm -hmm. way, we launched our new website. We, we, we are building a very cool premium site for the, for the last one year. And we launched on 14th of July, but unfortunately there were some technical problems and we had to postpone it a few weeks. So with the new side, we will have subscription on our page. Like, uh, limit, it's limited. It will be applied to 10% of the whole um, page. But yeah. it's something we created to create a different revenue source than advertising because we want to create a loyal audience um, database and earn from our readers and provide mm -hmm. them more like um, high quality journalism with less ads and even yeah. there, will, there will be no ads for some some package um, people are writing us that your website is a lot of ads I can't surf and mm -hmm. I can't move, like a lot of problems, but that you know, that the website is six years old. So we yeah. changed it. We will be launching in two weeks, three weeks maximum. 
and it cool. will be having subscription, but it will be a partial business. We will see growth opportunities for subscription in the next six months, one year. But uh, currently, we are generating income from advertising, programmatic advertising. We have a direct sales team in the U.S. Uh, we are going agencies, working with some companies. We work with Bosch. We work with some big Audi, like big companies currently. They are coming us and asking us if they want to, if we can do something together. Um, mm. Generally, we are working in the video production side with them. Yeah. Um, also, like... So how, 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 so how does that work? Just curious. Because, like, with a company like Audi, for example, so they watch your videos and they think, ah, interest, interesting videos. And then they invite you to come to their factory and to show you their yep. interesting engineering, make a video on that, and then share it with your yeah. audience. So yeah, that, for our, that you do, our audience. So we, yeah, we, so have, you, we are the biggest engineering community. So Audi is one of the best automobile companies. So when they see our content flowing on LinkedIn, on other platforms, then they see the, the value because we are not kind of an agency. We create content with storytelling. We, yeah. we tell people things emotionally, like we interact uh, we mm -hmm. don't just do advertising and share it. We give information. We yeah. engage with the users. So mm -hmm. that company sees that value and they ask us if we can produce content for them. And they invite us to their factories. They invite us to their events. And we create content and share with our own audience. So our audience yeah. is what they want to reach, you know. And yeah. that works That's like that. That's an interesting model. It, it's, it's probably similar to what Nas Daily is doing as well, for example. They get invited by the government, by the government of the Emirates to make a video about, let's say, a brand new museum, right? They get paid for that. And then on top of that, they can just, you know, publish that content on their own social media, get millions of views on it, yeah, we work and with them. make we money. Work with Nas Daily for that, that campaign. They work with us to reach more audience. So such content can be can be advertised with media planning, like just before YouTube videos or Facebook inside ad breaks or yeah. any, as a pre-roll or mid-roll anywhere. But yeah. they know the way to create virality, like engagement. Mm -hmm. So it's the way to work with creators. So Nestle is doing an amazing job. They are like a pioneers of yeah. these Facebook videos, YouTube videos. but. We work with them and we also provide one, two million weaves to their campaign. Um, yeah, like... You work with that? How, do, how does that work then? They, they help you make videos more viral or...? No, they just asked us if we can do a video for the museum and share. And ah. But the thing is that ah, okay. they, are, they are dealing with Emirates more. For example, they are dealing with yeah. them on a views guarantee. Most probably, mm. so they are looking for pages and companies who can do this, and they are getting something, paying something to other creators, and reaching the goal. You know, it's the yeah. it's the way. Or you need to just advertise. Like advertising mm. is kind of like it's generally more expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting model there, where you actually get paid twice for each piece of content. First, you get paid to make. To make it by Audi, for example, and then once you upload it on your own social media, you can make. Yeah. Uh, so you do you do production. Monetize it once more. You do production and uh, uh, distribution both together. So our yeah. main main job is creating content and yeah, of course distributing it through our channel and sharing with our audience. But yeah. anymore, like these brands, these companies, like B two B companies, they. Also, B2Bs, like not just Audi is not exactly B2B, but companies who are like that big, they have blogs, they have page on their channels, but they are going to other technology science publishers to create content for them because it's our job to create engaging content for social media. So if they place their logo or brand there, it's getting more like impact, like engagement is becoming yeah. better for them. Mm. All right, so let, let's let's summarize that. So you have a YouTube channel, right, which is monetized. Uh, Facebook pays you for, for so videos. We can only monetize Facebook and YouTube videos. 
We, we can't monetize LinkedIn. We can't monetize Twitter, TikTok, Instagram yet. We are working to make it happen, but it's taking time. Um, we monetize LinkedIn indirectly. We we have brands. They want to show their videos. We also go and shoot, or they send out their their materials to us, and we make videos. Hmm. So that's the direct sales kind of. Um, yeah. we, we have a direct sales part. So we are selling banner placement directly, article, sponsored articles. Um, we sell newsletter banners directly, newsletter sponsorship. Uh, we sell videos directly. So th- we have a direct media business. We have yeah. small, still small. We are trying to grow. We have a new yeah. team. Uh, at the same time, we have, as I said, a website a programmatic part of the website for video videos with contextual ads with banners we also have like as i said on facebook and youtube we are generating programmatic video advertising with facebook and youtube yeah. so it's um yeah it's kind of this is the main business model of the company cool and then on top we of that we also you're... invest in affiliate content trying to build something there as well yeah and on top of that, you're also going to build this paid subscriber, uh, paid, paid subscription, right? Paid yes, new- but sorry, a paid newsletter. Uh, paid, it's kind of like. Or is it not a newsletter? What What is a paid subscription going to be like? So paid subscription will have the exclusive content, interviews, like more longer format, formats, uh, okay. content, original yeah. content, hundred um, percent. We we will also like provides audio content to people like they will be able to listen if they they're premium um mm, so we, we will be putting a commenting section only for subscribers as well we have a lot of engineers like they want to comment on things but you know the moderating like that amount of users is problem so we decided to give that opportunity with a subscription so yeah. we, we can manage to hire enough people to moderate s- such comments and we can yeah. get revenue from it. Also, we will be um, providing less ads experience and a better layout. So there will be two layout, two article article design for uh, IE. Like one is for normal user and one for uh, premium users. Premium ah, okay. users will be seeing a better, like clean uh, and um, wide screen to read articles without any um, problem, like side effect. Um, yeah. And also, like, uh, we will have a weekly premium newsletter. It will only go to Sunday, on Sundays. It will only go on Sundays to... Uh, to the premium numbers. Subscribers, yeah. yeah. So we are trying to create different benefits, but these are the main things. Uh, we are also pr- planning to create a podcast series in the next two, three months. And we will also ah, cool. put it there for only users. Um yeah, generally, like subscription will not be our main business model. Obviously, we will try to see if it will work for us. As you know, like as I said, we we are the biggest engineering community online. So, if we can create that value for engineers, can bring that information, valuable information, to engineers. In my opinion, we can do a good job in the future. But now we are just testing. We want to see how it will, if it will work or not. We are not leaving our advertising business. But we will also focus on that part. We don't put all the eggs in one bust because, like, yeah. I have seen the problems with that in terms of traffic, in terms of other things, revenue. So we want to build different revenue models and focus more on things. I wish we had this page renewable, like this um, subscription before pandemic. So pandemic brought a lot yeah. of subscription to, and subscription grow, grow, it, it it has grown up like so fast and. Um, we could catch it, but we couldn't. But I'm still like positive about the future. It's yeah. Well, sounds exciting. How do you go about reinvesting profits? Because you have all this money coming in, right? And then you can decide. Well, I'm either gonna withdraw all the money, go on a so, really you know, nice holiday every now <laughs> yeah. and then. So how do you decide how much you want to reinvest and so how much I, you as want a, to take as a out? founder, as a founder and CEO, I just have a salary. Like it's very small salary compared to my employees abroad, you know, like Turkish lira, US, the thing. I don't mm-hmm. make any money, try to take any money from my company because mm-hmm. I reinvest, reinvest. How reinvesting is working for us? We, for example, we invest this new website. We don't have to, like, 
we hire need people. Generally, the labor costs are our main cost. And yeah. we hire more exper- experienced people from abroad, different yeah. countries. So t- hiring in Turkey is cheaper when you compare to U.S. Yeah. It's 50, 60 times cheaper. Uh, it's huh. person, 50, 60 persons cheaper, not 50, yeah. 60 times. Um, <laughs> it won't speak. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is that, you know, like, now we we see the value of know-how and high-quality profiles. So we are investing in abroad. Like we are creating uh, teams in different countries, hiring best talent, and create trying to invest in our product and make it better. For example, the blueprint. It was just a simple RSS newsletter, but now it it was like it had like around 140k subscribers at the beginning and but it was like the the data that subscribers emails have they have been collected since 2011 so most of them were inactive we created a team who filtered those subscribers we changed the name we created a different product and we have a different team in that direction we have a Mm. different team in the website part we have a different team in the video part so our goal is to become kind of the techno, like um, technology and science version of the economist, something like that. Yeah. Our goal yeah. is like to become a top um, publication overall, not just as a creator on the social media, but also as a newsletter, as a website. It's very hard to focus on three things. Like if we were focusing on just website, things could be different. But we yeah. can't we can't lose other other parts which help us to grow. Like creator side is the main driver. Like hmm. made it made IE. So yeah. we are trying to grow. There is a big opportunity with Facebook and YouTube video revenues, and also we are trying to get Snapchat and TikTok. But yeah. uh, we have a good video team, a very very good video team, making them better in time by training them and hiring abroad managers with know-how who did this job before. Um, So creating a good team, good synergy to build um, a media group with like different um, monetization um, models, but also with different products. Uh, It's Mm. hard, you know, it's very hard and you don't have investment you are only founder, and as as you know, like I have learned all this job since 2011 by reading, learning, experiencing. But the, when I hire people, people are generally like they're experienced with media, but generally Turkish media, and they don't have global media mindset. And very smart people, but teaching this, training them is taking time, and. If you don't have a good HR culture, if you don't have a good company culture, in this case, you can't keep these people in the long run. So everything is very complex when you try to build a company, bootstrapping a company. And when there is Google, Facebook, other big monopolies affecting your business model in a single night, you know, like we were talking with Steve, like what if like Facebook is doing something? just releasing reels and you see big drop with all the revenue and it doesn't fix in next two three months and the system copyright systems the rights manager for example on facebook is not working it doesn't work very well so Hmm. it's affecting all of your revenues when you depend heavily on there so you need to put all the x you can't put all the x in one bust so it's a big um, it's a very important strategy. Um, should be followed by media founders, in my opinion. Yeah. So the, the key is to not 100 100% depend on on AdSense ad revenue, but also you know start building your own list and uh, create your own subscription yes, subscription business, right? And that's yes, exactly that's what you guys do. It's, it was that's my dream. Talk- it was my dream to create my own audience in in my that's- own product because. Depending on Facebook and Google killed my life. You know, I was waking up with algorithms update, algorithm update. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm happy you say that because that's kind of our pitch of like the thing that we pitch all the time here on the podcast. Like, you know, it's it's great that you've built this audience and I'm sure that you're doing very well. But, you know, it's it's risky and the algorithms change and then you get demonetized. And, you know, if you have a team of, of people that need to be paid every single month, you need to have some you need to have awesome an insurance revenue, policy, yeah. right? Yeah. So, well, I'm happy to um, to hear that you guys would, are working on I that. I would and prefer we having 100k subscribers, like even 50 to 100k paid subscribers instead of like having 17 million followers on social, you know? Yeah. I don't need well, that. Because uh, you can't manage it. You have, for example, we have 2 million followers on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn can tell me that I'm closing your page, guy. Like, guys. So, yeah. What you can do, right? Like, you can't do anything. You, um, you are already yeah. signing their terms and conditions when you're signing up. So you can't go card, you can't do anything. Like you can just do yeah. that. You can only do explain it publicly to people to solve the problem. Nothing else. Like so, it's very like very hard to manage a media business, in my opinion. But creating the high quality content always um, brings the opportunities. So. Uh, we are trying to build a good team, a high-quality um, team with really good journalists, video journalists, article writers, editorial team. Mm-hmm. And um, also we are fixing our technical part, creating a better product. So mm-hmm. uh, I hope like we will be growing very fast next year with the new website especially. We are seeing around 13, 14 million page views every month, but our goal is 20 million at the end of the year. So yeah. we will be putting IE to the big players list when we pass yeah. 20 million. Cool stuff, and I'm really gonna. Uh, I'm really curious to see how that that paid members membership is gonna is gonna turn out. I will. Uh, <laughs> we will see. We are very excited. We'll, we'll, we'll check in in a few months enough. and see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe a final question. Yeah. Maybe a final question here, because when I discovered your brand for the first time, you know, I was just scrolling. I think it was on Facebook or LinkedIn. I was just scrolling, you know, and looking at the content. I was like, hmm, this is interesting, because basically everybody who's an engineer, and maybe more people, but maybe for now, let's just focus on the engineer. They they need to be subscribed to that Facebook page because that's where they. So basically, like news, new. That's where they learn, right? In an entertaining way. Yeah. So I was wondering, like. Would it be, or have you ever considered to create something like a news business, news media business, for uh, a different industry? You sat, you have The Economist, you know, and, and things like The Hustle, uh, you have Vice, uh, right, for certain industries. Is there an industry that you think something like this could work for, but doesn't exist yet? Uh we we always think about this like we always think about going in different verticals investing in different verticals but yeah. you know like it's it's taking too much time to make ie something like very extraordinary like creating a um, big important brand is really hard and i couldn't manage to invest in and focus on different yeah. things we always think but, about it so currently we for some, we are trying for somebody else um, sorry? For, what about for somebody else? I mean, I, I agree that you guys should probably just double down on the thing that's working right on your own brand. But for somebody else, like for our listeners, who, for our listeners, like an idea that you've had that you thought could work, but it's just not for us. Um, so, like, you know, I, I will, I will keep some ideas to myself, but <laughs> all right, all right, uh, the, all right. But yeah, recently, I will tell we we see we I talk with Facebook representatives and they they recommended me to go to food vertical, and we had a page like um, a big page, more than one million followers about Turkey, and we were we were sharing um, food content from Turkey. Turkey is very well known with its food culture, yeah. cuisine, you know. And we were getting like 10 million views, 20 million views, like big numbers. And but the name was limiting the audience, and we changed the name. So we have a new brand now. We are trying to build oh, a yeah. team there. It's called ah. Geeky Fork. Um, it's it's the name is Geeky Fork. It's a food vertical, like food Geeky publishing. Fork. Yeah, Geeky Fork. We are publishing street food content, recipe content. 
uh, trying to increase the quality of content and build a team now. But we also we will also go that direction with another team, complete different team. Ah. Uh, it's something another. Um, just 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 managed to execute it properly last month, but still we have some uh, things to do. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a full-time team yet. Uh, we will be hiring a few people soon. So that's another vertical we want to go. But the, the, the industry tells this to us. Like, the food is... People watch watch food. food and it's the easiest content when you compare with science science content. Like, in mm. science content, you have proofreaders, you have scientists, you have fact-checkers, you have, like, a lot of people... Who are doing that, con- creating that content? But on the food side, it's easy, but it reaches millions easily. Yeah. So we are trying to um, create, and that page is currently, for example, for Facebook, it's currently reaching around eight to ten million views, one minute views every month. Really? And I believe with the right strategy, it will hit. Maybe it might pass IE in terms of Facebook video views in the long run. How do you, how do you discover this opportunity? It's just like insider, insider tips from from Facebook um, or from from Google. Uh, like you, 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 so at, at do you look what people search normal, for on Google? For a example, normal Facebook user, a normal Facebook user or TikTok user, Instagram user would would know that like there are a lot of food videos ranking higher, like millions likes and. It was something uh, we were seeing, but also we, we read a lot. Like there are reports that mm. put content yeah. is top. But after like at the end, I was talking with Facebook representative and he told also this, I suggest you to focus on that food section too. And okay, uh, let's do this. And we, we, try, we are trying to go that direction as well. It's starting like very slowly, but we will accelerate and hire a full-time team in the next few months. And create yeah. original content. And our country and our city, Istanbul, is kind of like the heaven for food, you know. And yeah. we can create the best food content here, hundred yeah. uh, percent. But also, we I, have another brand. Sorry for we have a brand called Weldon Stuff. It's kind of like New York Times uh, affiliate business. What was the name? I forgot. Uh, you know? Do you remember uh, New York Times affiliate page? Wirecutter, Wirecutter. Mm. Wirecutter. So Wirecutter has been uh, acquired by New York Times, like last year, I guess, and they are doing an amazing job. They are generating a lot of money from that. But years, years ago, I created welldonestuff.com. It's an affiliate blog, but we don't have time or resources to focus on that. We don't have... Uh, yeah. It has a good name. It has a lot of... It, it has around 1 million followers, totally, on social... Uh, it's doing. If we are creating affiliate content, one affiliate article per week. But you know, like it's kind of a side business. We are just feeding it, not to, uh, just to keep it live. But yeah. also, we will be most probably in the next six to one year, six months to one year. We will be creating. We will be focusing on more and creating a blog, uh, a media business in the affiliate direction, totally. Uh, with welldonestuff.com uh, you're unstoppable so you're basically taking the success framework that you use for interesting engineering and now yes. trying to apply that in, yeah, in other niches or at least experimenting with that yeah wow exciting yeah we, we're going to catch up with you uh, I don't know next year or something to see uh, how things yeah, will so start hopefully things will be better thank you so much uh, to, um, yeah. for coming on today and um, yeah anything else that you want to share with, with our audience um, I mean, media business is hard. Like it, it needs dedication, hard work, and if it's not your passion, like I don't think it's a good business industry to invest. In my opinion, if you don't have passion yeah. or a lot of money to invest, I don't think that is kind of like uh, I would not choose because also creator economy is growing. Each creator is becoming kind of a media company. Your yeah. your on air artists are leaving your company to create their own audience to their own content. So it's becoming harder for business owners as well. In my opinion, it will be harder in the future. So I would do you, um, do you, yeah. 
Do, do you feel that individual creators are competition? Yes, because like brands are going to individual because they have a face, they have a lot of engagements, their engagement rates are higher. And of course, the quality of content might be better, is better obviously with the business uh, businesses, but um, creators also doing amazing job and there are tons of people like becoming creator every day and they are taking a pie from all the chart, like, you know, it's growing yeah. and it will be big competition in my opinion in the next few years yeah so maybe one opportunity there is because you guys have somehow figured out monetization i mean you're still working on it with the paid model right but that's the thing that many upcoming creators haven't found out yet right so would would there be a way to work with them yeah we are working we pay are them or sponsor them because you you guys have money i mean at least there's, there's money coming in right and we are working most with them upcoming creators we are we are hire, we are renting. Uh, I mean, we are we are licensing. We are licensing oh, content from creators for our page. Ah, okay, like, we are going individual creators. For example, for this geeky fork as well. Like we are going finding the uh, creators and licensing their content, working with together with them. And in the future, we are planning to create content together. So launching yeah. them. So this this will be the way. Like in the future. Most probably. Yeah, I guess one thing that you have, and then we will wrap up the interview because I want to respect your time as well. But one thing that you have is you have stability, right? You, ha you have a big team. You have resources like this business that you're doing is something that you can do for 20, 30, 40 years. Who knows? Whereas a creator, a personal brand, somebody who has to film themselves, you know, there's not many creators that create content for longer than, for longer than five years. They often don't have a team. They are becoming businesses um, as well. Some of them, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what we try to preach. You see, yeah, the Nas Daily he was a creator, not yeah. as a company. Other people, other I'm seeing other faces in his videos. So, yeah, they're also becoming businesses. So, at the end of the day, everybody is kind of a business. But like, it's becoming hard to create uh, to compete with other creators creating original content. It's, it's another thing to discuss, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. And uh, yeah, we're going to check it out. Interestingengineering.com, right? That's the website. It's also the name yeah. of the, uh, the social channels. And if you want to follow you personally, well, what can we do? Can we add they you can, on, they can on LinkedIn or your Instagram? On LinkedIn and Twitter, they can add me and they can reach me anytime. I'm an inbox zero person. So I check everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good to know. I'll share the uh, contact information in the show notes. All right, that was it for today. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you want more, then please give this podcast a positive review in, well, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about what we do and how we can maybe help you growing your creator business, then make sure to go to creatorsmarts.com. Ciao.